Hey, everything's going perfect. Yeah. Are uh, you training, tra- training? Training a little bit less, obviously, because of you know the nature of things. But uh, still trying to get in what I can get in. Uh, is the gym closed there for you, or? Uh, man, we just had the comp team, uh, the competition team, come in there and, and train uh, once or twice a day. Okay, so it's not it's not that bad. At least you're still getting some training in. I'm in uh I'm in Halifax, Canada, so uh where uh everything's locked up. You know, you can get fined if you're at a gym or anything like that. You get fined thousand dollars Canadian, but a thousand dollars. So not. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't get that bad here in Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, and uh, how are how are things there with the fight? I mean, obviously that fights you were supposed to fight next weekend. Um, yeah, uh, man, I have no idea what the what the deal is now. So, just like uh, myself and probably everybody else in the UFC, we're kind of just waiting to hear word. Uh, but really, can't do much until then. So, you know, what? Uh, I mean, what? Uh, what would happen if you got a call? You know, like two forty nine. Are you good to go? Was that? Uh, have you considered that? Like, if if they need someone last minute, is that something you'd be willing to to do? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, they know that I'm ready and I stay ready. And whenever they call, you know, we just talk about a little bit of money and, you know, I show up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of your fights have been short notice. So you've like uh, you, you you were on a two fight losing streak and you took a fight on a on short notice anyway. You took the Tiago Santos fight on short notice. Uh, I think that's kind of like one of the big things that I admired most about your career was you stayed ready. You took fights. You know, um, I've been a fan since Leota Machida fight, um, which I thought you won, by the way. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah. So what um, I guess, uh, you know, you've, you've fought all over the world, too. You fought in Canada. You fought in Brazil twice. How does your training change if uh, when you compete in these other countries? Um, uh, it really doesn't change too much. You know, I get out there a little bit earlier because. You know, sometimes the foreign countries don't have all the amenities that America has, like Epsom salt and, you know, things like that. So I have to find another way to to cut weight and whatnot. So, you know, and I put on, you know, uh, some weight, retain some water and, and fluids and stuff whenever I fly. So, you know, I, I travel in a little bit early to get acclimated a little bit and find everything that I need to find for that, you know, final weight cut. So is it something that would impact your decision on whether or not you took a short notice fight, let's say at 249, for example, if they were like, hey, man, we got a fight. It's in Russia. Uh, would that stop you from taking it or? Um... Um, man, I would probably still take the fight, but I would ask for like a catch weight or to fight at 205. And if those two things couldn't happen, then I would just, you know, thug it out and, and make weight. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, uh, I guess we'll do a little bit of a throwback here. Um, so, uh you know, you, you played football, right, for the Crimson yeah, Tide. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so you, you want to talk about that a little bit and how, how, that came, how you naturally transitioned, I guess, naturally transitioned into MMA. Um, um, you see more football players doing it now with guys like Greg Hardy. And I think a lot of people question, you know, those uh, football players moving into MMA. Um, what, what sort of skills did you learn as a football player that, that helped uh, in your MMA career? Uh, man, you know, playing linebacker, you know, I don't think that I, that that you know really correlates to to MMA too much. You know, maybe if you play like running back or like a skilled position that requires like a lot of footwork and um, you know things like that, I think transition a little bit better. Better, you know, Greg Hardy's a heavyweight, so 
just being athletic period as a heavyweight uh, is a big plus. So, you know, that it works out well for him. Um, but I, I would say that the main thing that football taught me was how to compete, you know, especially when Saban got there, it didn't matter if you were a, a true freshman or a fifth year senior, you know, you had to earn your spot every week. And that's just kind of the approach that I take to the training room as well. You know, uh, going out there, uh, competing against, you know, training partners and things like that to, to level up, get better, and then to ultimately put it all in the cage and go compete in the cage. You spent some time in the uh, CFL, correct? Yeah, yeah, with uh, yeah. Calgary Stampeders. Yeah, as a Canadian, uh, how did how'd you like uh, how'd you like Canada? Man, C- Canada was cool, man. You know, uh, it was more American than I thought. You know, maybe not American, but like more English than I thought. You know, uh, I didn't know much about Canada before then. I thought, you know, it was like fifty-fifty. French and, you know, people that speak French and English, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's definitely more, especially on that side, I guess, uh, the West Coast. Uh, there was the only way I could tell that I was in Canada was some of the signs of being French. You know, other than that, you know, I just I felt right at home. Yeah, the uh, you'll find that, I guess, I guess football isn't as big in Canada. But one thing about especially Calgary fans um, is passion, uh, passionate about anybody um, who represents whether it be one of their team or their country how was it competing in Canada against a Canadian when you fought Elias Theodore oh man you know uh, you know the Canadians are probably the most friendly people on earth you know uh, not one person said a bad thing to me or about me uh, at least to my face anyways and they were pretty nice online afterwards as well but you know if you go fight in Brazil they tell you you're gonna die on the way to the cage you know uh, when I fought Theodoro, I think we fought on the undercard. So, you know, man, you lose, you go back there, took a shower, got dressed, and watched the rest of the fights in the stands with the uh, with my wife and kids, and everybody was just so so nice, like overly nice. You know, I kind of felt like that they were being not, not fake, but like y'all overdoing it a little bit. But I think it's just a Canadian thing. Yeah, I mean, I've been to a couple cards here as, as a fan, both in Halifax and Moncton, and uh... – you know, it doesn't really matter where you're from. If I see you, like, oh, my God, like, you're now my new favorite fighter. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. I was, I, was, I, I was rooting against Anthony Smith when he fought um, Volkan Uzdemir, and I saw him oh. before the fight, shook his hand, and instantly, like, Anthony Smith is now my favorite fighter. doesn't uh, matter where he's from. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool how uh, Canadians have that, whereas places like Brazil, complete opposite. Yeah, uh, like, like you said, you're going to die on the way to the cage. Um, guys like Matt Brown flipping everybody off. It's definitely not <laughs> wise to do stuff like that down there. No, uh, no. If they called you and said you're fighting in Brazil, is that something you do on a week's notice? Or do you need more oh, time man. to that's, get security, get prepped? That's something I've done on a week's notice. When they called me to fight Thiago Santos, I fought him on like five or six days notice down in Brazil. So I literally I got off the phone. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. Uh, just a few hours later, I was on a flight to uh, to uh, to Brazil. So, yeah, I'll definitely do I love Brazil. My wife is Brazilian. I speak a little bit of Portuguese. Love the culture down there. So, you know, whether they're with me or against me, it doesn't matter, man. I enjoy the vibe regardless. Yeah, Brazil's, uh, Brazil's one of my go-to places. I got to I gotta get there. I got to go, go visit. Go. Yeah, I want to see Rio. Um, it's definitely uh, up there. Um, you mentioned your kids were in the audience. What, what, 
What's something you'd tell parents of kids who who are hesitant to put them in mixed martial arts? Um, obviously, I I don't have an MMA background. I do a little bit of jiu-jitsu, but don't get me wrong, I am far from a cage fighter. Yeah, uh, sure. What's uh, what's something you'd tell them, like to encourage them? You know, like this is great for for kids. Um, man, you know, I, I think one of the best things about jujitsu and, and boxing and kickboxing and stuff is, man, you really learn a lot about yourself. And, you know, once you learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable, like there's no, there's nothing in life that's going to happen to you that's worse than somebody bigger, stronger, faster than you sitting on your chest trying to choke <laughs> you out, you know? So if you can get comfortable in that situation, whatever life brings at you, you'll be able to handle that situation. I think with a little bit more like confidence and, you know, just, you know, approach life totally different. Like some of the kids who come in the gym, uh, man, they have zero confidence, you know, zero athleticism, you know, they're a mess. But after just a few months of training, uh, man, you know, they walk a little bit different, their head's a little bit higher, their chest is a little bit, you know, poking out a little bit. So, you know, it's cool to see that light and that transition turn on. So I would recommend that everybody, um, you know, get their kid involved in, you know, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, you know, these things. And the cool thing about those those sports are you don't have to, like football, you have to beat your head against somebody else's to get better. That's just how you get better at football. Yeah. But with MMA and boxing and jiu-jitsu and stuff, man, you know, we can wrestle. I can get better. You know, we can flow spar and go to the body and not take as much punishment to the head. There's just so many more avenues of safe training and that will make your career last a lot longer as well than there is football. Football is like, you know, luck is like, you know, a, a large part of it, you know. So, we'll, uh, yeah. So your kids, do your kids do uh, any martial arts or? Yeah, both my boys, uh, they, they haven't competed in uh, like combat sports, like wrestling, like, uh, like, like kickboxing and boxing. They haven't competed in that. But man, they've done countless wrestling and jujitsu tournaments, and and they're just natural competitors. They love it, you know. I don't force them to do it, you know. They just kind of picked it up on their own, and you know, uh, thank God for me, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I, I find the same thing. Like I, I'm a swimmer, so um, but my uh, my little brother picked up the competitiveness from me, and uh, now he's playing soccer overseas. So it's uh, oh, wow. same sort of thing. Like you know, it's what you instill in your kids, I guess. So it doesn't really matter the sport, whether it be combat, football, soccer, swimming. Uh, I think the important thing is that they have something that, you know, that they, uh, they, they can work towards and and they find that they're passionate about. Yeah, I agree. What, uh, so in quarantine, what's, uh, what what are you up to? What, uh, what are you watching? What TV shows? What uh, are you gaming? What's, uh, Uh, what are you into? You know, the, the boys are really into Fortnite. So I'll sit down and play a couple games with them just to, you know, uh, they're a little more vocal whenever they're playing, so they talk more. So it's easier to, like, have those conversations that parents have with their kids and just talk to them, goof off, and have a good time. Um, the wife and I just finished Ozark. Uh, the Tiger King, highly recommend That's anybody so who craziness. It's, like, over-the-top so... craziness. Like, yeah. if somebody told me that story without it being documented, I'd be like, man. It didn't seem real, man. I, I didn't believe it at first. I was like, this has to be fake. But, yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, it's real people. And, uh, man, they're, they're actually scrolling through Netflix right now. And I just saw that uh, Jeopardy, Jeopardy 
has all their seasons on here. So I think for the rest of this lockdown, I may do nothing else but watch uh, Jeopardy. Yeah, there's no uh, no football and no sports. What uh what do you support? I'm assuming uh, obviously Crimson Tide, but what do you, do you, what team do you support in football? Man, you know uh, college. You know I, I watch all the SEC teams, and I just think it's the highest caliber of football. And the SEC is like the Southern teams: um, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, LSU, who just won the championship this past year. Um, I just think it's the highest caliber of college football that you can get. And then for, like, the NFL and stuff, uh, pro ball, I uh, man, I really just watch, you know, the guys who went to Bama just to see how they did. If there's a – obviously, you – I'm just – like, I was doing a little bit of research before the call, and you won a, you won a national championship there with the Crimson Tide, mm-hmm. right, back in, yep. back in 2009. Um, what – is that the – highlight of your athletic career in general or is there another thing that stands out whether it be an mma fight or i mean fighting in the ufc is you know it's it's a little bit different like team sports and fighting because like team sports it's a season you know you spend the rest of the season the rest of the year getting ready for the season uh you have teammates you have to depend on people people depend on you and things Fighting's a little bit different, you know. There's really not a season. People have camps. I train year-round. Um, you know, winning winning a national championship is, is definitely, like, the pinnacle of college football, and that's what everybody wants to do is win a championship and all that other stuff. And the same goes for fighting. So, um, But I, I think that it's more rewarding fighting is uh, than, uh, than football is for the fact that, you know, I guess I'm a pretty selfish person, and you know, I, I like the like the team atmosphere of the training room. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of like a locker room and the practice field uh, in terms of like the camaraderie and stuff. But when I go out there and compete uh, in MMA, win, lose, or draw, that's all on me. And I think that that's the thing that I like the most, and it's probably a little bit more rewarding than uh, winning football games. What uh, we'll stick with your the division here. What uh, what are your predictions on Adesanya and Costa? Man, you know I I don't think that's a tough one to uh, to pick. I don't think the Costa is gonna um, pull the Romero stunt. He's just not capable of fighting like that. You know he's forward moving, you know technical, you know power puncher. So you know he's not gonna be able to just sit sit still. So. Uh, but, you know, he kind of moves straight forward. He's not really an angle cutter. So I think that uh, Adesanya is going to have the advantage because he's not going to be there uh, as Paulo Costa marches forward. I think he's very elusive. Uh, he's got, you know, long reach. So I think that uh, Adesanya might get the better of that one. So you're saying decision, Adesanya? He might put him out. I don't know, man. Romero didn't put him out. Um. But he's never really been tested. You know, Adesanya's been tested all of his last fights except for that Romero fight. So um, I think we've seen how resilient Adesanya can be and how he can dig deep and, you know, pull it out. Um, He'll definitely have better cardio. So now I think I'm going to go with uh, Adesanya. The decision or, you know, whether he finishes him or not, I don't know. Um, You know, only time until that. What – Stupid question, but what's the prediction for your fight? Finish, knockout, decision, just get your hand raised. What's the uh, what's the goal there? 
I mean, you know, every time I go out there and step out there to fight, you know, there's only one thing on my mind, and that's to put hands on people. So, you know, uh, I have a lot of faith and confidence in myself to go out there and get the job done in that fashion against Jocko. So, you know, uh, you expect a knockout every time I go out there and fight. Yeah. Uh, Tim Williams is a great example of the way you fight. Uh, um, is there is that the fight where if you're like, if you're telling a fan – watch one of my fights uh is that the one you point at or is there another one that you you point them towards um man myself man i'm a, I'm a big fan of the Thiago santos fight you know even though it didn't end well for me um you know it was fun you know not too many people were willing to you know get in the middle trade punches and you know see what happens and it was just fun you know there was they had everything in the fight grappling wrestling uh Submission attempts, you know, I think there's no secret that we were both trying to take each other's heads off. And, uh, man, we just went at it for 15 minutes. So, you know, to me, that's my favorite fight so far. Yeah, I, I, I like the Leota one uh, because I thought it showed, like, you know, you were undefeated uh, up and coming. And I thought it was your first big win, uh, regardless of what, you know, the scorecard said. I thought you had won it. Um, and I thought it really propelled you to a good spot in the division. Um, so that was my favorite one in terms of legacy, but that fight was, was absolutely crazy. And the fact you took it on one, one week's notice in the scariest country in the world with the scariest <laughs> fans, uh, I think it tells a lot uh, about your style of fighting. And hopefully we see that uh, whenever it happens, so maybe, ne- maybe next weekend, maybe two months from now, who knows when it's happening. Um, yeah. But uh, we'll wish see. you all the yeah wish you all the best man and uh uh thank you for taking the time i'm still new to this so uh it's not your ideal like interview it's more back and forth so i appreciate you taking the time and uh my pleasure man anytime yeah well all the best and uh i'm, I'm rooting for you uh hopefully you get that knockout thank you sir man appreciate and, uh, you doing. yeah keep washing your hands man don't want to get sick before <laughs> that fight that's right all right man you have a good one